the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. There's no place he'd rather be than with the people he came to rescue. Here he's six days from the cross. He's just enjoying an evening supper with his friends and with his disciples. Think about yourself, you know, you're six days away from anything. Oh, I'm, I'm too nervous to eat, too upset to eat. I just want to be by myself. Not Jesus. Jesus wants to be around his friends. He wants to be around those he loves. These are the people he came to die for. Jesus' heart was the ultimate servant's heart. His very existence was all about us. It wasn't for his own pleasure that he took on our humble form and suffered so greatly. It was out of a deep love for you and me. As Pastor Dan will point out in today's message, the way Jesus poured himself into his disciples, even hours before he would undergo the excruciating pain of the cross, should be an example to us for how to live our lives. We should eagerly serve him as well as the people that surround us. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. John chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. And there they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? And this he said, not, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there in Bethany, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, Lazarus, Many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Well, John chapter 12 begins the Passion Week 
of Jesus Christ. Uh, The first 11 chapters of the Gospel of John uh, describe the ministry of Jesus. They cover about three and a half years. Uh, Chapter 12 now to the end of the Gospel describes just one week in the life of Jesus. Uh, There are 21 chapters in the Gospel of of John, so 43% of the book focuses on just one week, almost half the book. Uh, And I think this just shows us the significance of the events that take place in this final week, this Passion Week of Jesus Christ. His his life and ministry have been building up to this week. Uh, If you've been with us in our John study, you've, you've seen that everything has been moving toward this final week, this Passion Week, when Jesus will give his life as a sacrifice for the sins of the world, to pay the price for our sins, to reconcile us to God. And so this, this, is, this is why He came. This is the reason He left heaven and came to the earth and became a man and took on human flesh to die for our sins. His, his hour has come. Uh, we've seen in the Gospel of John on several occasions where uh, the religious leaders tried to seize Him And it said his hour had not yet come. Now his hour has come. Now the time has come for him to die for our sins. Uh, The the scene for chapter 12 is really set for us back at the end of chapter 11. If you look back up a few verses into chapter 11, back to verse 53. um, The religious leaders from that day on, they plotted to put Jesus to death. So they're seeking actively seeking to kill Jesus. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country near the wilderness, what we would call desert, to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it that they might seize him. And so the Passover is drawing near. This is the final Passover. Uh, Many Jews are making the pilgrimage up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast of Passover. At this point, it was publicly known uh, that the religious leaders were seeking an opportunity to seize Jesus and to kill him. And so some of the Jews were wondering if Jesus would even come to the feast at all, or would he just uh, stay away from Jerusalem and avoid Jerusalem because he knew that his life was in jeopardy. But Jesus did come back to Jerusalem. And he came back for the purpose of laying down his life and dying on the cross for our salvation. So now in verse 1, going into chapter 12, in verse 1 we see uh, that Jesus and his disciples, while they were on their way up to Jerusalem, they stop in Bethany, which is along the, the road there to Jerusalem, just on the other side of the Mount of Olives was the city of Bethany. They stayed in Bethany, uh, which is only, it's only two miles away from Jerusalem. And it was there that Jesus and his disciples attended a supper. Uh, Now, Matthew and Mark's Gospels both uh, 
describe this event as well. And, and, uh, and they tell us in the other Gospels uh, that this supper was at the house of someone named Simon the leper. Simon the leper. Now, we don't know anything about Simon the leper. The, the Bible really doesn't tell us anything at all about him other than he hosted this dinner for Jesus and his disciples. Simon the leper is only spoken of in the Gospels in relationship to this, this dinner. Uh, and so that's all that we really know about him. Uh, some speculate that maybe he was related in some way to Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Uh, maybe he was their father. Maybe he was a husband of Martha or Mary. We don't, but we don't know. Um, but he, he's hosting this, this dinner. And he's known as Simon the leper. Apparently he was someone that Jesus healed of leprosy. Uh, so he's really Simon the ex-leper. Uh, he's no longer Simon the leper. They wouldn't be in his house. He's Simon the ex-leper. Uh, we know from the passage too that Lazarus was also in attendance at this supper. We remember Lazarus from last week. Chapter 11, Lazarus was dead for four days and Jesus raised him from the dead. It even tells us that here when it speaks of Lazarus as, as one that Jesus raised from the dead. So uh, Lazarus is an ex-dead guy. He's at this dinner too. Martha's there. Mary's there. Uh, the disciples are there. There may have been other people in attendance at this, at this dinner, at this supper that, that aren't mentioned. Um, I would have enjoyed going to this supper. Uh, maybe more than any other supper that's mentioned in the Gospels, I would have enjoyed attending uh, this supper. First of all, Jesus was at this supper, and that alone makes the supper amazing. But you also have a guy there, Simon the leper, a guy who had leprosy and was healed. You also have Lazarus there, who had been raised from the dead. What was the conversation like around the dinner table at this supper? I mean, you can imagine Simon telling stories about when he had leprosy. You know, I remember once when I had leprosy. Really? I want to hear this. But then you have Lazarus chiming in, right? Well, Simon, that's a fantastic story. But let me tell you about the time I was dead. I was like four days dead. I mean, I was decomposing and bloated and I stunk. I had maggots, the whole thing. I'm in this tomb. Wow. I mean, wouldn't you have just enjoyed to just sit there and just take it all in? You know, we just say, hey, could you pass the hummus and please continue with your story here? What a great dinner this was. Verse 1 tells us that it was six days before the Passover. So Jesus at this point is six days from the cross. He's six days away from the beating and the scourging and the mocking and the spitting and the hatred and the humiliation. He's six days away from the nails in his hands and the nails in his feet. He's six days away from the crown of thorns. He's six days away from bearing the sins of the world. He's six days away from being forsaken by the Father, abandoned by the Father. He's six days away from the spear in his side. He's six days away. And where do we find him? At a dinner with friends. At a dinner with friends. With the people that he loves. There's no place he'd rather be than with the people he came to rescue. And here he's six days from the cross. And he's just enjoying an evening supper with his friends and with his disciples. You think about yourself, you know, you, you're six days away from anything. 
Oh, I'm, I'm too nervous to eat. Too upset to eat. I just want to be by myself. Not Jesus. Jesus wants to be around his friends. He wants to be around those he loves. These are the people he came to die for. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Notice in verse 2, Martha served at this dinner. This is where we usually see Martha serving. Uh, In Luke chapter 10, of course, there's the story of Martha serving at the dinner. And then she complained about her sister not helping because Mary was just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And here she's serving once again, but this time she's not complaining. You know, she's growing in her relationship with the Lord. She's growing in grace. She's happy to serve. She's not complaining about it anymore. Uh, you know, Martha is often criticized for always serving. Always see her serving. And, and sometimes you hear, uh, you know, people compare to Martha Stewart or something like that. And they say, don't, don't, don't be a Martha. Well, serving Jesus Christ is honorable. It's an honorable thing to do. Uh, Jesus himself said, I did not come to be served, but to serve others. Jesus is a servant. Jesus said, you know, the the greatest among you must be servant of all. If you want to be great in his kingdom, you become great in his kingdom by being a servant and serving others. Martha is showing her greatness by serving. And listen, when when we talk about Martha and Mary, uh, it's, it's it's not choosing between them. It's not either or, it's both and. We should be like Martha and we should be like Mary. We should be like both. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and learned from him. We should be like Mary. Sit at his feet, learn from him, spend time with Jesus. But we should also be like Martha and serve the Lord. And serve the Lord by serving others. This is a noble thing that she's doing, serving at this meal. Nobody else is serving. There's a lot of guests there. Nobody else is helping. Just Martha is serving the Lord. Verse 3 says that Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. So we we have the service of Martha and then we have the sacrifice of Mary. And so at this supper, at this dinner, which uh, uh, dinners in that culture, even still today, they take hours. So imagine, you know, this is hours long at this supper. Uh, we were, a, a couple years ago when our group was in Israel, uh, you know, we were, I remember we were eating, this happened to us a couple times on the trip, we're eating in a restaurant, and as Westerners, as Americans, we like fast food. We like eating as fast as we can, Right? 
Uh, it's not that way in the Middle East. Uh, and I remember we were in this restaurant and they brought out the first course and we scoffed it up. And then a lot of time passed and they brought out a second course and we scoffed that up and thought, that's it, right? We're done. And then they brought out more food and we ate that. I mean, well, that's got to be it, right? And then a lot of time went by again and they brought out more food. You got to pace yourself when you're over there because they're going to drag this thing out. So here for Jesus and his disciples, they're at this dinner, the supper. It's going on maybe for hours late into the night. And then at some point during the supper, Mary got up. And she had this, this bottle of oil, this bottle of perfume, and she anointed Jesus with it, this bottle of spikenard, it says. Spikenard was a very fragrant ointment or oil uh, that was extracted from the root of a plant uh, that grows, uh, it grows in the Himalayan mountains, in the region of northern India, China, Tibet, kind of that area. It was uh, it was extracted out of a root from a plant, and then it was exported all over the world. And for that reason, it was very, very expensive. Uh, in fact, John describes it as costly oil. Uh, and, and, and Judas, later in the passage, he puts a value on this bottle of perfume, this bottle of oil, at, at 300 denarii. Now, a denarii was a day's wage for a laborer. Uh, so in today's dollars, this bottle of spikenard would be worth maybe like $20,000 or $25,000. Very, very expensive. Very, very, very valuable. And, and for Mary, this was probably the most valuable thing that she owned. This was maybe something that was passed down in her family from one generation to the next as, as an inheritance as a, as a family heirloom, uh, it, this, is, you know, this is her life savings. This is her family inheritance. And I, and I want you to note here that Mary took the most precious thing she possessed and she spent it all on Jesus. She took the most precious thing she possessed and she spent it all on Jesus. She gave extravagantly, lavishly, to Jesus, without, without restraint, without holding anything back. She gave everything for Him. Which we have to ask ourselves, how do, how do I give to Jesus? The things that I give to Him, how do I give? Do I give extravagantly? Do I give lavishly? Do I give without restraint to Him? Do I give everything to Him? Whether it's your material things, your possessions, do you... Or do you give without restraint? Or is it just yourself? Maybe you don't have a lot of possessions. Maybe you don't have a lot materially. But giving yourself? Do you give it all to Him? Everything? That was Mary. Mary gave everything. She, she expressed her, her love to Him by giving everything to Him. The other Gospel accounts uh, tell us that Mary poured the oil on His head and it, and it ran down apparently onto his feet. And so then what she does, notice what she does here. Then she wiped his feet with her hair. So she gets down on the ground at his feet and she begins to, you know, she lets her hair down and she begins to wipe his feet with her hair. 
In 1 Corinthians 11.15, it says a woman's hair is her glory. It's her glory. And understand that in, in that culture, women kept their heads covered. And a woman uh, never let her hair down publicly, especially in the company of men. And here, Mary lets her hair down in front of a room filled with men. And she begins to wipe the feet of Jesus. So this would have been shocking to those in that room sitting at the table at that, at that dinner. But Mary, Mary's just expressing her love and affection for Jesus. And when you're expressing your love and affection for someone, you don't usually care what other people around you think, right? You're expressing your love. I know in my house, uh, whenever I kiss my wife, my kids hate it, you know? When I'm expressing my love for my wife, it grosses my kids out. I don't care what they think. I'm not ashamed to show my love and devotion to my wife. And here Mary, she's not ashamed to show her love and devotion to Jesus Christ. She's not embarrassed by this. She's just showing her love. Pouring out her love to Him. For what He's done for her. Forgiving her sins. Setting her free. You know, sometimes, sometimes here during worship, you'll see somebody in the congregation that they have, you know, they have their hands raised, they have their eyes closed, and they're worshiping the Lord, and maybe they have tears streaming down their cheek, and they're emotional. They're expressing their love, their emotion, their devotion. And they, they aren't really thinking about those around them. Because they're just expressing their emotion and love for Jesus. The gratitude. So what a scene you have here. What a scene this must have been. Again, this I would have loved to have been at this dinner. What a moment this is. And you have to imagine this, this house, you know, with the disciples and Jesus and the other guests that are there. There's maybe 15 people there, 20 people there. It's a big dinner party. It's going on for hours. Uh, people are talking and laughing. It's loud. And then Mary gets up. And Mary walks over to Jesus and she anoints him and she begins to wipe his feet with her hair. I mean, this, this, would have, this would have brought just silence to the room. Everyone would have stopped talking and laughing, just, just stunned silence in that house. Everyone now is just sitting and watching Mary wash his feet, wipe, her, wipe his feet with her, with her hair. Just a very, very powerful moment in this house. You can imagine it. But the stunned silence doesn't last forever. The stunned silence is interrupted by Judas. Verse 4. Judas, who's always described in the Gospels, he's always described as the one who would betray Jesus. And here they are, this room. Everybody has stopped laughing and talking. Everybody is quiet and watching Mary wash the feet of Jesus with this fragrant oil. And then Judas interrupts the moment by saying, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? These are the first recorded words of Judas in the Bible. And it really shows you the kind of person Judas was, where his heart was, and what he's concerned with. You know the last recorded words of Judas in the Bible? I have betrayed innocent blood. He asked me how I know. 
That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. Thanks for joining Pastor Dan as he continued his verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of 1 John. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you never miss an edition of this program. Every time we post something new, you'll be notified. We'd love to hear from you, too, and learn how Ring of Truth has impacted your life. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you, too. And if God's doing something wonderful, we'd love to rejoice with you. That number again to reach us is 410-491-4592. Do you live in the Baltimore, Washington area? If so, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. Find out more at our website. One more time, that's calvaryec.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Tune in next time to learn more from the book of 1 John with Pastor Dan, right here on Ring of Truth.